7.41, we're going to move down to Cape Town. We're chatting to Enver Domini, the CEO of Cape Town Tourism. Enver, always good to chat to you. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. So, Enver, we are looking at uh, moving forward and we're focusing on tourism. And we thought there were a couple of interesting things coming out of the Western Cape and we wondered if they would be having any impact, possible impact, on the tourism sector. The first, of course, being My Octopus Teacher as an Oscar nomination. Obviously, the documentary really features the Western Cape and the coastline in the best possible way. Are you seeing that uh, as having a difference, making a difference, perhaps impacting something like that? Uh, thank you, Michelle. I think absolutely. Um, to some extent, it's mostly around the awareness of what they have on offer. I think the challenge for us is always around the conversion. So it's great to have um, you know, a wonderful product showcasing what we have as a destination, which will definitely benefit um, the region. But I think also what we need to be mindful of is, is that people are not coming. Um, and uh, that becomes the major challenge for us as the sector. People are not coming. You guys have just released a rather bleak report showing that uh, that there's been a loss of close on two billion and uh, over twelve or just under twelve thousand jobs in what would have been the high season of Cape Town. Talk to us about the report and what, if anything, you are able to do to make changes. So, Michelle, I think before I touch on the impact report, um, what we did prior to the one that we just, um, which I'm about to share with you with the industry, uh, about two weeks prior to that, we actually conducted a survey of South African consumers because we were all ready to go for the high season just before the second lockdown. And two out of five South Africans were looking at coming to Cape Town. Um, of those two out of five, they were looking at, um, you know, spending time at the beach, um, nature reserves, um, hanging out with friends and family, and um, some were even coming down for weddings. And of course, on the 28th of December, with the announcement of the second lockdown, it wasn't just the fact that they couldn't travel, but it was also then the closure of the beaches, the nature Mm. reserves, all the open spaces. So what we started seeing was immediate cancellation of trips. And as you know, tourism is a forward-booking commodity. It's a perishable commodity. Yeah. And a lot of the time and investment is for future demand. So even though uh, it may seem like you can just switch off the tourism, tap and switch it on again, it has a negative impact. And what we then did is after that announcement from the president, we had immediately contacted all our members um, across the Cape. And what we said to them is, how is this, next, this current lockdown going to affect your business? And the picture was extremely bleak. Um, I think, as you had indicated, we've seen job losses in excess of 11,000. Um, small businesses losing around 100,000. Medium businesses losing about 1.6 million on average. Um, and for me, that is the major concern, is, is that as we were hoping to come out of um, you know, an extensive lockdown where the tourism industry has been negatively impacted for such a long time, we were so hopeful for the, the festive season. And of course, um, you know, shutting down tourism and the festive season for us has had significant impact on not just the jobs, but I think also kind of, you know, our, our hope as a tourism sector that we would be able to have capitalized on, on that short term. But as a sector, we always remain hopeful. You know, Enver, you talk about turning the tap off, and that is something that is really disconcerting. So, for example, with my own interest in the cultural sector, we know that the Apartheid Museum has been shut down temporarily. 
And yet that temporary shutdown may, of course, mean that the tap is turned off and it may not be opened. We can look closer to home in your space. The Fugard Theatre, the wonderful Fugard Theatre, has now shut down. What does this mean for you? And, and, and why should we be flagging this? I mean, this is the canary in the coal mine. Absolutely. I, and I love that, that, that analogy of the canary in the coal mines. It's because I think for a long time we have been saying as the sector, uh, you know, we need to protect our heritage. Um, we need to be looking after our institutions, especially during this time. If there's a sector significantly impacted by the decisions that national government takes, there should be more resources and support for that sector. Because I think that's part of the challenge is it's almost going to fend for yourself. And the thing is, is that the relief that's coming is we appreciate it. And, you know, every little bit helps. But there doesn't seem to be some significant changes in policy. For example, art and culture, could they have frozen their bank loans? Could they have said, we'll keep these guys employed and allow them to do online um, servicing? Um, you know, could government themselves be using those facilities to even host their own, um, you know, parliamentary conversations? Um, I think they, they, for us, and that's the concern, is, is that once you start losing these iconic cultural um, spaces and places, all it does, it dilutes the destination brand. And I think what people don't realize is, is that once you start losing these icons, South Africa and how it is perceived globally is going to fundamentally change, which means that we may not have that, that magic that made it work before and made it so appealing. And it's going to be very difficult to get that magic back. But I think also on the other side is, is that sometimes in this hardship, there's an opportunity for other theaters to come in. But I think... Fugard has been and continues still to be very influential. Um, you know, the, the art scene in Cape Town is very connected. So if something happens to Fugard, it has a ripple effect on Artscape Baxter. And I think a lot of people don't understand the ecosystem and potentially the domino effect that might occur because everybody's going to say, well, if they're giving up because not of their own choice, but of external makings, what, a, what hope do we have? And I think, you know, it's almost that that's very sad. And I, and I probably, I mean, like, as you can hear, don't have any of the answers. And all we can hope is, is that government looks at additional support um, to the sector um, that has been so, yeah, just, it, it's sad. So, 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 Enver, you say it's sad, but I know you as someone who has what has been described by an academic as tragic optimism. So not toxic positivity, but tragic optimism. <laughs> what is your optimism here and how do we take this forward? What would you like to see taking place? So, so Michelle, I think for us is, you know, tourism is always about looking forward. Uh, we can't mm. change what happened in the past. And I think what we are looking at is how do we still, you know, keep our doors open? And I think this is where the domestic market has played a significant part. And we would like to thank every single traveler, every single citizen, even in the destinations, for your contribution, going to a restaurant, um, you know, spending money on an experience and attraction, going to stay in a hotel. All of that keep, allows us to keep the doors open, to pay the bills. Um, and even though we may not be getting the full salaries we used to get, even a fraction of it makes a significant difference to people's lives. Yeah. So we would just like to thank people for that. I think what we continue to do is, is that we will continue to fight till our last breath. Um, as, as a tourism sector, what we do is we collaborate, we support each other, and I think that has been quite useful of getting ourselves through this, this, this tough time. 
But what we are doing and continue to do is to promote the destination. There's still many, many wonderful and amazing experiences across the length and breadth of South Africa that is right around the door, around the corner or the, on your doorstep as a South African. So we continue to promote that. We must make sure that Cape Town remains top of mind globally, and therefore we continue to push our digital promotions into different markets. But also what we do is, and I think we touched on this last time, is we continue to challenge the negative media out there from the SA variant through to um, perceptions around the destination not being open. Uh, so we continue to challenge that because we want to start addressing the negative narrative. Our borders are open, have been open for a long time. Yes, we know our key source markets are closed, but we mustn't forget also we've got friends, family, um, businesses across the African continent. And I, and I think that's where, for us, until those international or overseas out-of-Africa markets come back on street, we need to be looking on our doorstep and trying to capitalize on that. So I want to, in closing, because uh, you are talking about positivity and I need us to change the narrative, as you say. I've just received a tweet from someone called Ido saying, with the third wave on its way, South African tourism is long dead. Most of restaurants and hotels are closing. How would you respond to that, given the concerns that we do have about the third wave? So the way we respond is, is that we are aware that the wave is coming. I think in the first lockdown, we weren't sure of the wave. We know there was a wave coming. We didn't know it was going to be that devastating. Then we started coming out of that wave, that first wave. Uh, we knew a second wave was coming, um, but we but we weren't quite sure of how we were going to deal. We were quite confident, and we've gotten through it. I think the third wave um, you know, is a concern, but the, the basic thing is sticking to the rules, social distancing, hand sanitizing, you know, just following basic rules. And I think what, what we need to do is mustn't become complacent. The virus is still around. And as a tourism sector, we're very mindful of that. So we continue to practice every bit of safety protocol plus some more. And I think for us, the third wave definitely will have an impact. But all we're asking of government is before you switch off the tap, have a conversation with us. Give us enough time to prepare for it. And then also allow us then to still operate, because I think the biggest challenge is, is that a lot of businesses who are compliant with the regulations, putting all the safety protocols, are impacted by the decisions that you know, government finds where a few are not. And I think that becomes part of the challenge. But all we say is, is that we ask people to practice um, the safety rules. We will continue to do so. We'll make sure they're protected and they can still have amazing global um, world-class experiences on their doorstep. So there we go. Enver Dermini, the CEO of Cape Town Tourism. And I have to celebrate what Cape Town Tourism is doing. They really are working extremely hard. But as he says, government, before you turn off the tap, we know we're going into a third wave. Before you say we go into another lockdown, please communicate with the, the different communities, the different sectors. Engage with them. Engage with them. And uh, for all of us who are thinking about COVID, it should be inverse. As the lockdowns come down, so we go to lockdown level one, we should be much, much more careful because people are more people are out and more people are about. Nevertheless, thanks very much to Enver. Fascinating conversation indeed. 752.